Yes, it's me, Mark Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. I'd like to welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show, Mike Evans, Chairman of the Clubman's Racing Register. Mike, welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Thank you very much. I mean, the, the question has to be, what exactly is Clubman's Racing? the one thing with all racing drivers no matter what series you introduce no matter how cheap you try and make the series etc they all want to go faster after about one season they all want to go faster <laughs> yes in- indeed and the, the Cupman series is a brilliant uh, series for the um, average competitor to participate in because as you said now people start off racing and then they want to go faster but it, it's always been run for the competitor who wants to do it on a sensible budget and we we try and control the, the amount of money that people can spend um, and make it value for money. We have sealed engines in several of the classes or to uh, form the Ford specification in, in our CSP3 class. Or you, you can do build your own engine for the more powerful class, which we known as CSP1. So CSP stands for Clubman Sports Prototype, which is the type of car we are. And our premier class, the CSP1 class, has um, engines that are producing 200 brake horsepower. Right. So, because, I mean, a few weeks ago I was down at Alton Park and they, it was a, a big clubman's day was there. Because one of the cars, I mean, what a show regular and a friend of mine, Michael Yules, was there racing a Malik. And a Malik seems to be, shall we say, the prime example of a clubman's racing car. Yes, that's, that's right, yes. I mean, Arthur Malik started the Malik racing business over 60 years ago. So they've been actually been running longer than um, the clubman series. But the really the club the Mallet cars are the stalwart of the club racing um, series. They're they're very well engineered, very well put together cars, space frame chassis. With and you, it's quite unusual these days because you have the engine in front of the driver driving the, the rear wheels. But they they're beautifully engineered cars, well balanced. They are really fun cars to drive. And this is it. Anybody who has a, a driver of a club clubman's car generally comes out of them with a great big grin on their face. And you just cannot believe how well they go for the, 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 the power in them and, and the size of the car. They are really fun to drive, which is an important part of the, the whole Clubman's Register um, ethos of, of, of our series. I mean, it says on the uh, Clubman's uh, Racing website, you won't go faster for the money. And I think that's the one thing. I mean, the Malik is unusual in, as you said, the, it's a single-seater whereby the driver sits to the rear of the car and set to one side so the engine is shall we say in the position of central at the front with the driver slightly tucked down one side of it it's an unusual format in its own way is the Malik yeah. 
That, that's right. And, and this is it. This all um, hems back to how it evolved from the, the, the Lotus 7 or these days it's successor the Caseum 7. I mean, that's the same type of layout. And anybody who's got a Lotus 7 or Caseum 7 knows how much fun they are to drive. And this is it. We are just a, a, a developed version of those, which we race around the track. And it's, that, it, they are well-balanced cars. Everybody gets in them thinking, oh, they're not going to handle very well. But as I said, they, they come out with great big grins on their faces. They really enjoy the, the, the whole driving experience of them. Well, I mean, the other week at Alton Park, Michael Eels, who you know yourself, is, has yeah. been a very, very successful racing driver at Le Mans and everywhere else, thoroughly enjoyed himself. I think that was one of the slight problems with uh, the team he was, uh, who he'd uh, hired the car off for the weekend, that they worried what somebody of Michael's experience would make of it all. And apart from the fact they commented to me, we've never had a driver of this stature in one of our cars before, he was chatting to me, he said, I thoroughly enjoy driving it. He said, it's a definitely a different technique that has to be developed. He said, but I thoroughly enjoy driving the car. Yes, yeah, no, that, that's it. And that is often the the, 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 the the feedback you get from first-time drivers in the cars. I mean, the cars have been, as I say, have been around for over 50 years, 55 years. And over the time, we've had some great um, people actually build their own cars, obviously, as well as Malik's. To build cars. There's been other um, competitors, other manufacturers such as um, Phantom and Nemesis, Vision, Gem. There's been a, a, over the 55 years. There's been a, a large list of competitors um, or cars that are out there. But also the competitors can build their own cars. And people like um, Patrick Head, um, who was involved with Williams, uh, Hugh Chamberlain, Walt Hoy, lots of people in the racing world have actually started off their racing careers as sort of drivers or actually constructors and, and drivers well this is it which gives us a really good um, pedigree to the series i mean when you looked at the cars on the grid they all to a degree do shall we say share the same silhouette i mean yeah. and it is that of a malik but i mean what are the different engine sizes because it's like anything else you see a grid full of cars but uh, they are all different categories, and a lot of the time they're categorised by their engines. Yes, yeah, in, indeed, well, that, that's right. And we we have um, we have say three classes that we have. But CSP one is for up to two litre um, standard engines producing two, up to two hundred brake horsepower. You're allowed to use motorcycle engines up to sixteen hundred cc, and you can also um, use in them what we call our classic clubmans. Um, cars. So the A class, these are cars that were raced in the 70s, and there is a standalone series for the classic clubman's cars, the older cars before the, the late 70s, which compete, but people can still race in our series with them as well. So it, it gives you the option to, to drive one of uh, two series. So that's the sort of the premier class, the CSP1. And then our um, second class is CSP2, which is really for the MG1600 engine, the, what we know as the K-series engine that was built by Rover and MG uh, in the 1990s. Now, this is a brilliant engine, still using some K-film cars. It's about uh, 600cc, producing around 130 brake horsepower. But we only have nominated um, engine builders for this, so that they are built, they're sealed, and then the people race them. And they are brilliant engines, despite what lots of people say about them, as long as they're kept with plenty of water and oil in them, they'll go on for four or five seasons between rebuilds. And a, a rebuild is 
that £1,500, that's all. It's, it is a, a really good budget series. And then we have our CSP3 car, which is for the um, the classic Clubman's beef class car. So these are um, Clubman's cars, again, older specification, but with the um, 1600cc Ford Kent engine that is used in the old uh, former Ford series. So we, we have a range of um, classes. Obviously, each one appeals to um, various people. People often start off in CSP3 or CSP2, get the experience, really enjoy themselves, and then they'll move up to the CSP1, the, the faster uh, series, our premier series. So it's it is like a learning curve in a way. So I mean, yeah. I mean, as I said, my that friend of mine, Michael Ewells, uh, had hired his seat or hired his drive for the weekend. Uh, is that how many people get into it? I mean, I conclude they'll have come up from, shall we say, like little Formula Juniors or little saloon cars. It will be a stepping stone for them. Or how does Clubman tend to attract its drivers? Yeah, it's we we get from various different places. With now, we, there's a lot of us who have raced in it for many many years, and, and that's probably fifty percent of the group of people who've raced in it for twenty plus years and, and everything like that. So, and people, um, you know, probably the other percentage is people who are sort of starting off new to club racing and or new to racing and fancy something with slicks and wings that is really quick. And so we do get youngsters coming in as well. We've had quite a few youngsters over the recent years who've done one or two seasons in it and then moved on up to, to various other classes of racing. But it's amazing how many people, race clubmans, decide that they're going to be the next um, Lewis Hamilton or whatever, go off and do other races. But then we turn to clubmans as, as, as the years have gone by uh, because they really have enjoyed it. They have fun times there. The camaraderie in the paddock is really great. People... They'll help each other in the paddock. Somebody's got a problem, everybody dives in, helps them out. Uh, but then, obviously, when they get back onto the track, everybody's still fierce competitors. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the other thing, I think you summed it up well there when you said you've got young drivers who go up through Clubman's, moving on to, shall we say, the Hope F1. And there is the realisation for a lot of people that uh, they are not going to take pole position at Monza in a works Ferrari. So it's, uh, for a lot of people, racing is just the pure, sheer pleasure of, I mean, I'll be quite honest, and I, I'm, I'm as guilty as everybody else. We all, there's a, there's a, shall we say, a category of us that enjoys the need for speed. Yes, indeed. And this is it. Know, everybody lo- loves it. Now, they, they really get the thrills out of it. Now, it, it, it is, now, going racing is hassle, and we try to make it as, as easy as possible to, re- to race in our series. I mean, our regulations are clear. We sort of, we try and help out new competitors. Often, it's quite amazing how many you get sons and daughters of previous competitors who who want to actually have a go at racing. And the the parents say, oh, "Okay, well, I know where you're going to start or whatever." And um, so we get people like that. We get carters coming up to it as well because obviously karting very competitive, but again, it's quite expensive. They come into this because they want to have a go at slicks and wings on on the, the bigger circuits. And they've heard about Clubman's about how much uh, good value for money it is. So we, we get a range of competitors there, but everybody really does enjoy it. 
I mean, the one thing you said there, you get children coming along who's uh, will follow in the footsteps of the parents. It was interesting listening to people chatting in the paddock at Alton Park that a lot of them knew the cars. They could possibly be looking at a car they used to own, or they used to race, and they've moved, shall we say, up a category, or have done whatever. But the cars seem to have been around as long as some of the drivers listening to some of the people out there. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Now, and this is it. And you know, the regulations are have now basically stayed the same for the last fifty years, fifty-five years. So it's now people do develop them, and and and, and the cars of more recent times probably have got a little bit bigger, and that they're more uh, attuned to the two hundred brake horsepower class, or CSP one class. But then some of the older cars, the slightly smaller, more, uh, more nimble cars are really suited to the CSP2 or our CSP3 class. So it's, you know, it's horses for courses, people uh, play around with the cars. I mean, this is it. It's not a, a, a one-make series. People can tinker with it. It's ideal for the person who, who likes playing around with cars, tinkering with cars. They, they, they can um, you know, play with them, try out their own ideas on them. If people get stuck or whatever, they can always go back to Mallets or the other manufacturers of the car to help them out get get some guidance from them so but now that I'm fortunate I mean I've been involved in it a long long time club runs and my daughter who's 22 she decided last year that she'd actually like to have a go at racing she said that she'd had enough of being carted around racetracks for the last 21 years or <laughs> and, and decided that she would like to have a go and she she did two meetings last year and her third meeting was Oldham Park and now and this is it she, no, she enjoys it You've got lots of friends, and there's other there's other girls. I mean, we're very very fortunate. We have a lot of very fast lady drivers in it. So a couple of years ago, we had um, a lot three classes. A lady finished second, and the other two ladies actually won the the other two classes. So the CSP two and the CSP three class were both won by ladies. So we nearly had a, a clean um, sweep of lady drivers actually winning all the classes. Well, we had a, a girl over from Sweden who races over there. There's clubman's cars over there. So. Uh, there's a lot of very fast ladies out there who then they'll go on to do other forms of racing as well but always want to come back and have a go in their, their favourite clubman's cars and I'm not being funny do you not think that highlights the fact that um, there was that dreadful women's series that they brought out that I don't know if it's going to carry on when they keep saying there's not enough women in motor racing but I know a lot of lady racing drivers they actually felt it to be an insult to them to have a ladies only series because as you've just highlighted there's women in the clubmans who are winning they don't they don't need they don't need a grid full of women they just need a, a racing driver is a racing driver it doesn't matter what gender you are even though there's about 37 genders these days <laughs> woman <laughs> yeah but, but, but there's no shame in it I must admit 
Well, it's like I've always said, unless you happen to realise that the car next to you or behind you or in front, oh, you think that's such and such a body's car, you tend, you just see a car and a driver, I mean, and it's like, and especially in a, in an open top car, you just see a helmet, you, you don't see the person, and the only thing I've always said is, you want to make sure you're into that corner before they are, and they want to be in that corner before you are, and it doesn't really matter anything else. Yeah, indeed, and, and, and often they're, they're, they're quite light, so it's, they're quite often quite quick off the start line <laughs> in, in, in the first corner and, uh, before a lot of us and, and that. But no, it's, it's really good to have them actually competing alongside us. But no, we, we don't make it easy for them. There's no, we're handing it to them on the plate. It's, it's, the competition is, is as intense as ever once you get going, once the red lights have gone out. Just out of interest, is there a, is there a ladies' championship at all or is it just they are drivers? No, 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 there's no ladies' championship. It's they're in with the rest of us and that, and um, a couple of ladies have won the um, CSP2 and CSP3 classes over re- recent times. So we had Pippa Tanner Wood has won the CSP3, and Michelle Hayward has won the CSP2 class over recent times. So, um, and they're just decking to, to still race, they're still out there, and they're, they're both of them are sort of eyeing with trying to move up the categories to, to the more powerful class above them. And the other thing about lady racing drivers, I've always discovered, when you're in the paddock chatting to them, you tend to forget that they, they are ladies because the conversations are, shall we say, as fierce and as raw as in all male comp- in all male companies a lot of the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that, that's that's right. No, and the, 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 I think they're quite good. They, no, they're going to get after a while. They get really good at giving the feedback and everything like that. They can see what the car's doing. And, and that so it, it, it is interesting listening to the, the technical talk that you think only men can come out with uh, the women as you know they're giving the, the mechanics you know, oh, this needs sorting out that needs sorting out or whatever it needs to go faster so it's it, 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 it is quite enlightening listening to the banter that goes on now you were talking about the different cars and the different engines it was interesting the engines you spoke of or shall we say the, the racing classics and for road cars these were the engines that give minimal trouble unless you do something yeah. stupid with them like over rev them or run them out of oil or something these engines have been bulletproof in road cars for years and uh, uh, carry on uh, in the world of racing yes but, yeah no that, that's it and this is all part of our now there's a lot of thought gone into the regulations that, that we we allow so now the csp1 class we say we allow up to two litre, two hundred brake horsepower uh, standard engines. Now, obviously, they're tuned up, but we we have a, a rev limit on of eight thousand five hundred RPM to keep them at a sensible uh, level, because higher RPM normally equals more expense and more cost. And you can get a, now the range of of now the normal racing type engines that use the ZTEX, the, the K series engine, the for the Opel engines around, the, um, Mike Yules has those an Opel engines cars. I mean, they are just modified um, production engines with um, bigger valves in them generally and, and better and bigger camshafts and injection systems that's been uh, tuned up to, to give them 200 brake horsepower. But it, it keeps it all fairly standard and they'll, they'll go on for a season or more without rebuilds, you know, even in the in the RCSP1 class. And we, as I said, we also allow motorbike engine uh, in there up to 600 cc so there were lots of motorbike engines around that produced a lot of power so yeah 
at a very, very affordable rate and, and that. So it's, now, this is it. Now, we, we try and control it, the series. The regulations have been drawn up to keep it affordable, to keep it within the budget. So, now, the average working man can still go and, and do racing if, if he so desires. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of work that you put in yourself. I mean, you, you, when we've been younger, we've all spent the midnight oil, burned the midnight oil, working away in the garages till all hours of the, the, the day and, and night. But, um, no, it can be maintained by the, by the normal person. There's nothing too specialist about it. The, the cars uh, <coughs> are well to put, put together. Now, the, once set up, they generally don't uh, wander very much from the settings unless you do something stupid with them, hit curves hard or hit the barriers or something like that. But one of the beauties, now, every time out, the car comes back in, it's just a quick once over and away you can go again. You haven't got to put them on a, a flat patch and set them up or do corner weights or any of the technical stuff. Now, once it's done at the beginning of the year, as I say, unless you do something stupid, it will it will stay competitive um, throughout the year. You, you'll just chew on the dampers, so the, um, the shock absorbers, you, we'll play around with those and we have uh, anti-roll bars on them. And plus the, the wings are just the angle of that. So it's just a case of playing around with these items um, to sort of tune them to how the driver likes to drive the car or the particular circuit that you're competing at. Yeah. I mean, one question that has to be made, because no matter what anybody says, motor racing is not the cheapest sport you can decide to take up. Um, what roughly does a season cost a clubman? In shall we say the average say the average car is a Malik? What is what is the average? Well, the average now, as, as I said, like the CSP two class with the the, the um, K series engine, the MG K series engine. Um, I say an engine rebuild is about every four or five years, about maximum two thousand pounds. Entry fees are the, one of the biggest um, costs, and that I mean can be anywhere three hundred to five hundred pounds. For a meeting, our meetings we generally have like six meetings a year. The um, we have a, a two-day meeting, so we we'll have a practice on a Saturday morning, first race on the Saturday afternoon, and then we we'll have two two races on the Sunday. So once you've got to the track, it's value for money because you you can get plenty of races in there. Um, tires we use a Hankook um, radial tire, um, which is a really good durable tire. They'll you. Can, Six of those tyres will probably get you going for the whole season. That would be just around a thousand pounds for six tyres to, to do the season in. Um, and then it's brake pads, fuels, and everything like that. So realistically, you know, a CSP two car is about six, eight thousand. Now that's the, the do-it-yourself level and everything like that. Obviously, if you have the car run by other people, then the budgets go up and everything like that. And then. The CSP one is, is a little bit more expensive. It, it uses the tyres a bit quicker. Again, it's the same tyres. Um, use more fuel, brakes, and everything like that. No, more power going faster always equals a bit more expense, I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> away from that. Doesn't it just? Doesn't it just? Now, how exactly did Mike Evans get involved in racing? And uh, would, did, Have you raced anything else prior to Clubman's, or have you been a Clubman's racer through and through? Well, I, yeah, I have been a cl clubman's racing through and through, and it, it, it all started when I was actually at secondary school. The, the lad I sat next to in the in secondary school uh, lived in the next village, and he lived opposite somebody who bought a clubman's car in, in the, well, I think it was the, the very early 1970s, something like that. So 
Um, I was intrigued as to what this was and everything like that. And I cycled down to the next village to, to go and see what was going on and everything like that. And I, and I, I really found it very interesting. And now I think it was like 15, 16-year-old or whatever. And I was fascinated by it. And I started giving them a hand, went to the odd race meeting with them and got more and more involved in, in it. And that really, it just evolved from there. And you know, I helped for many, many years. Then I, I, I could afford to go racing myself, so I bought a share in the, in the car that they had um, and, and started racing myself. I wasn't very competitive to start off with, but as time went on, uh, I'd learned more um, as a person that I think I developed and became a more competitive person. So I, I started in that uh, really flourished in the, the late 80s and the early 90s, and I won several championships over those years, did a lot more uh, professionally and everything like that. And then I've just con continued doing it since then. I, I have had a go in other cars, I've had a go in saloons, Formula Fords, nothing um, too powerful, unfortunately. I never had the, the budget to go and have a go in a Formula One. I'm, I'm too big at six foot one, six foot two. No, I'm too big for a lot of the single seater cars, uh, the Formula Three, Formula Two, Formula One, like that, which I love to go in. I've had a go in a couple of sports cars and that, but the Clubman's cars are just so enjoyable to drive, so much fun to drive, and they're you know, affordable. So this is it. So I've you know, always gone back to driving the Clubman's car. And I think the other thing is as well, looking at the Malik's and the cars like them, Clubman's racing cars, when you're not actually taking part in one of the Clubman series races, you can do other things. I mean, it's not unusual to see them at hill climbs. That, that's right, yes. Yeah, no, <coughs> you can do sprints and hill climbs in them. I mean, they're very, very successful cars, and yeah, a, a lot of people do that. I mean, the, the beauty of them, you know, they, they stay competitive over the years. If, if circumstances change and you can't race for a year or two, they, you just leave them in the garage and, and then get them back out, give them a dusting off. And you can be back out and racing again very easily. And yeah, lots of people have learned their trade on sprints and hill climbs, and then started coming onto the circuits and doing circuit racing. So it's yeah, no, they're, they're a good all-round um, sports racing car. And from the description, they're virtually a car, providing you maintain it, none too dissimilar in a roundabout way to your road car. They're a car that don't need a lot of a lot of high maintenance or a constant attention. Unless you keep bending it round something, you can virtually after you're finished on a Sunday, Saturday or a Sunday, you put it back in the garage, make check it over, and you more or less don't have to touch it again for a week or so. Yeah, that, no, that's that's very very true. So no, as I said, the, you know the engines have sealed it. The gearboxes are uh, production derived gearboxes, so they're um, they're very very. Um, Durable and, and no, it's this case you're sticking the oil levels in them. Same with the axle. It's, it's really brake pads. Take the wheels off. Check the brake pads on them. Uh, just turn the brake pads around or put new ones in. Check the tyres and everything like that. You can swap the tyres over side to side. Make sure that they they wear they wear evenly. And then just it's just a bit of a spanner check. You've soon now realised what needs checking on a on a regular basis. There's not that much that needs doing. Generally, but um, and then give it a wash and um, polish and, and put it away, ready for the, the next weekend. <laughs> now, is there, I mean, you, anybody who watches the British Touring Car uh, Championship package sees a lot of young drivers, like especially in the Janetta Juniors. Is there a, is there a minimum age to drive in the Clubmans? Uh, 
No, no, it's it's the same as any um, <coughs> race series. So uh, you have to have a, a car license. So it's seventeen year olds. Yeah. So there, the, 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 we don't allow the like the thirteen, fourteen year olds in the um, Genetta Juniors and like the Junior Saloon car. Some of these other classes where they allow youngsters uh, fifteen, sixteen. Uh, I think ours is is. 17 I think I know we had we had like James Clark and I'm trying to remember whether he actually I think he raced before he actually had the road license or so it, it's around that but I know he'd done a lot of karting he'd done some uh, junior saloon car series and then uh, he saw a club and car and was asking about it and they had to go in it and he was just um, bitten by them straight away and everything like that so he was a, a lad and he's not gone off done Formula 4s and, and doing other classes of racing these days so it's no, it, it is, no, it's good there. <coughs> now, the drivers, most of the drivers are very sensible. Now, they race hard but fair. They're not going to put people into the barriers and, and that. No, it's, it, it, but you learn, you still have to learn the driving skills. I mean, uh, a lot of the guys who were in our series are in the 60s and 70s and they've been racing for many years and they know how to make a, a, a car very wide on the track to make it really difficult to pass. So some of the... Uh, people are you know are really really good drivers and if you're behind them you have to work really really hard to get past them and the other thing is given the given the shall we say the simplicity of the cars um there's there's no fancy driver's aids on these cars you've got to be able to drive them so there will be an ideal racing car to shall we say learn the trade and actually learn how to drive a car that, that requires driving, shall we say, driver stability control is your right foot and your uh, what's between your ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. No, that, that's right. And no, the, 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 they do speak to you very well when you're going round. The feedback is really good. And as I say, you, you get used to tuning the the, um, the dampers and the roll bars and the wing a bit. I mean, obviously, if it's wet, we soften the car off. So you'll, you'll maybe disconnect the roll bars switch the dampers right off, put the wing up a little bit, a bit more brake balance to the rear. You know, you have adjustable brake balance. But it comes with experience. And it's, it's like, you know, when my daughter drives it, I ask her what the car's doing and everything like that. And, you know, I'll know straight away what to, to change on the car to give a little bit more feedback to her and everything like that. So yeah. now, as you say, you, you do learn the, you know, the art of driving. You do learn it driving a Cubbins car because you know, they are a lovely car to drive but you can still tune them you get them talking back to you and everything like that so and it always stands people in good stead for for the future careers if they wish to pursue different classes of racing yeah I mean it's like just to go back to Michael Yules how many people like Michael do you get racing like coming into Clubman's I mean Michael's doing it it's like he said to me he said I'm too old to do out else now uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, 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 and this is it I mean um a lot of people have done a lot of different race series and everything like that and, and come into it and you know, and it's amazing how often people come in have a taste of it and oh yeah that's it I'm hooked I'm, I want to stay racing with you and everything like that so and a lot, as I said a lot of our guys are in the 60s and 70s I mean it is a gentleman's series but with all the ladies and all the youngsters in it and everything like that so it's, and it, it's good because people um, now the comfortable cars to drive they're, they're not cooped up. Um, no, as you as you get 
on in age and everything like that, you put on a bit of a, a belly or whatever. But they, now they are designed to be um, to fit now all sizes. As I say I, I'm over six foot. I fit in them quite easily. There is a lot of other cars. There's no chance for, for me getting in them and everything like that. So it's, <laughs> they're, they're nice cars to drive. I mean, somebody commented on me a few weeks ago. Uh, a friend of mine who owns a Formula Junior, a little envoy, he said, sit in it. I said, I'll promise you. I said, I'll get in it. I said, you'll have to help me out of it. <laughs> and they laughed. And after they, after they got the photographs they wanted, I said, right, seriously, you will have to help me out of the thing. I said, I am such a physical wreck these days. I said, I cannot get back out of single seaters. So, I mean, it's like you said, that's the one thing. I, I was looking at them, I thought, well, it's a nice, spacious cockpit. You can get in and out of that, all right. Yes, yeah, and no, they are the pleasure of the upper body. Obviously, you have the gear lever where you would normally have it in, in, our, in our cars and our road cars and everything like that. So, no, it, it, you have to sort of push down and, and slide your legs back up and there. We have you know, detachable steering wheels, obviously, you take the wheel off, that gives a little bit more space, but it's... You can get out of it, and obviously um, the requirements that you can get out in a sensible time if the um, event of being a, an accident or everything like that, you you soon get out of the cars. I must confess, I once got out of a 911 that had gone up in flames, and I'll tell you what it is, you'd be stunned how quickly you can get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, indeed. No, no, that's, that's very, very true. So if somebody wants to have a go in the first instance, providing they've got the racing licence... Uh, I conclude if they contact uh, somebody like yourself, I mean, there's the website, all the W's, clubmans.org.uk. I mean, in the first instance, they'll be able to speak to one of the teams and and hire a car and have a go to see if they like it. Yes, that's right, yes. So, as you say, uh, at clubmans.org.uk, they're all on Facebook there, look on for clubmans, and we have people like Malik, um, the... the, um, Another people who actually run cars as, as well, obviously, Mike Yules was driving one of Dave Beecroft's cars, there's Phantom Racing, Vision Racing, there's other uh, teams that all run cars for people there. And no, it, it is a, um, no, they're, they're quite, they're, they're one of the uh, quirky things about them when they've been a sports car, racing car, you can actually compete on you know, a 10 track days in them and everything like that. You haven't got to go to a, you know, a, a test at a racetrack or when it's a, a open testing, general testing, you can actually do a track day in it. We just have to make sure that the, the silencing is to the, the limits there. But this is it. My daughter, the first time she had to go in, it was a, it, a track day and everything like that, which is really good because obviously there, people put on the straights, you have to be careful through the corners, you can't overtake, but it, it gives people the first opportunity to actually have a go in the car. So, I mean, that's an ideal thing. So if they contact... Uh... If they go onto the website, etc., then they'll be able to get all the details, I conclude, and sort themselves out. Yes, yeah, that's right. And there's contact details on there for myself and, and other people, so you know, you'll be able to, to follow up there. Anybody who's interested, you know, can soon contact us and we can put them in touch with the, the people who sort of best serve to help them out and actually give them a run in the car. Now, just out of interest, like every other race series, I mean, 2020 has been something of a disaster. How is this year's series going? Yeah, so we've, we've only um, had our first round was at Oak Park at the end of July when, when I met you. That, so uh, we were one of the first series back on, on the circuit. So, we, as I said, we, we have six, six meetings a year and 
they're either one day or two day meetings so we'll either have two races or three races at each one so um, the, the series was supposed to start in, in mid-April at Donington Park and then do status in the other circuits but for this year now we we um, working with MSV Racing this is so the Clubman's Register which is our organisation and our group and it's a good thing um, body of the, the Cubman's Race Series, we buy track time up from MSB Racing and, and, and other race, ser- um, race promoters. So our first one was Old Park, um, as I say, the end of July. Our next meeting is at Croft the first weekend in September. Then we're down at Brands Hatch in the middle of September. And our final uh, round is at Donington in late October. So we've, we've still got four meetings there. So no, we're only... Now, we've done quite well, I think, compared to a lot of series. Obviously, there's a p- couple of people who are not actually out with us this year because of their, um, their the vulnerability to the to COVID um, virus and everything like that. So our numbers are down slightly, but we had 23 cars at, at um, Olsen, and I think we're 28, which is nearly a full grid at, at Brands Hatch. So that, no, it's been really, really good, aren't they? We're, We've survived everything that's gone on really well. And are you saying, like, with the number of races per meeting, you'll have approximately 12 races still this season then, won't you? Yes, that, that, that's right, which is, which is good, yeah. I mean, that, that's a good good number. I mean, this is if people say, oh, it's, no, no. Do, do you want to have two no, two races or three races over a weekend? And I was a bit sceptical when we first moved to this format now, several years ago. But to be honest with you, everybody loved it because... Now, time is precious and time with the family is important. And if you just do six race weekends, you can still get now, a, a lot of races in. You can now get on 15, 18 um, races on yeah. throughout the year in those six weekends. And then you've still got time to spend with the family. And, and the thing is, for any racing driver, uh, what's, what's the saying? When you're not racing, you're just hanging about type of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. That, no, that, that's very, very true. <laughs> on TV, what's the exports, how they're doing it, how you should be doing it, yeah. or whatever. But, but, I mean, as long as people don't watch too much touring car racing, I mean, we, now, we do race fair and everything like that, but there's not the wheel banging and barging into each other and goes on with it now, some of the more um, so-called professional race series and that. But the racing is very, still very, very hard and firm, but no, the actual uh, car-to-car contact is, is not really allowed by the MS uh, Motorsport UK, the, the overall, overall motorsports governing body and everything like that. So you do get the odd youngsters or odd people come into any race series and, and try it on, but they soon have their wings clipped and, and told how to be how to behave. Well, the other thing is as well, if, when you're driving at clubman's level, if you bump it and bend it, it's your wallet that suffers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, that, that's right. And I must admit, with the, with the warm weather we've had over the last few weeks, I've that's one of the things I've been doing. I've, I have sort of two sets of bodywork and two um, um, two noses and everything for the car. And la- last year, at my daughter's first race, I put all the old bodywork on it, and she she came back on from the first round of Donington without a scratch. And I went down to Thruxton and got involved in a, um, a start line crash, and somebody actually went over the top of me. <laughs> uh, I got hit by five other cars yeah. in this start line crash, which is very rare, very unfortunate, but I've still, I've been repairing the bodywork from last year, but the beauty of it was that I actually got the car back together with a lot of help from people in the paddock, I went on and raced the following day 
again, the two-day meeting. We worked uh, now hard at it over the Saturday night, early hours of the Sunday morning, but got the car going again and got back at, you know, on the track and uh, had a good, a good Sunday. And that's what Clubman Racing is all about, isn't it? Getting out there, getting it done and helping one another. Yes, yeah, indeed. And this is it. It's amazing how people around the paddock, they haven't got much work to do on their cars and somebody has a problem, they soon get stuck in all the... Now, there are mechanics you know, with the, with the, the, the race teams, of, you know, the semi-professional race teams there and other people who run cars. They have all the gear and if someone's stuck, then they'll, they'll come and give them a hand welding or whatever and people carry lots of spare. So I didn't need to borrow a steering rack and a, and a wing and people came over with a them and which one was the best one to go on the car and everything like that no it, it was really you know, it was really a fine example of how that people help out each other Mike Evans it's been a pleasure chatting to you I hope people are inspired uh, to actually have a go or even just go and look because it's good entertaining racing to watch so can I thank you for coming on the show it's been fun. it's been great chatting to you well, thank you very much I've been very enjoyable helping I've enlightened people onto the world of clubman's racing and maybe see you at one of the circuits soon and I'm, happy, I'm always happy to chat to people and tell them what it's about and show them around the car and everything like that. So I look forward to seeing your, um, your listeners out of the track. And the other thing is as well, talking about the engines, you won't look at that little old Rover with 1600 engine in the same again. You'll be thinking, I wonder if I can drop that in a Malik chassis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Hey, your, your granny's car could get all new lease of life if she's not careful. Yes. <laughs> but once again, Mike, thanks very much for joining me on the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Right, thank you very much. Cheers, thanks. beaten on price never beaten on service whether it's cars bikes or commercials Audi tires are the best in the business and when it comes to tire expertise and advice to supplying the correct tires for your vehicle specific requirements nobody comes close to David Lakin and the Audi tires team so give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoditires.co.uk